This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Oh, Steve, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Um, so I'm going to do something weird here. I don't want to take away from what Trent has to say, because I know what I'm about to say is going to devolve into some crazy conversation. So I'm doing good. We'll get back to what I'm going to say, but Steve, why don't you send it over to Trent? And as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I feel like I just got totally outdone, right? Like Mike just got everybody excited for what he's about to say. <laughs> now nobody's excited for what I'm about to say. So I don't even know if it's worth, you know, saying what I was about to say. But I will because I'm doing wonderful. I today had the motivation somehow uh, to to get as ahead of Christmas shopping as I've ever been sitting on my couch. Our tree is already there. We're decorated the apartment. Like this is the most ahead of the game I've ever been. And I just got into a rhythm and I just started, you know, online shopping my ass off. And all of a sudden guys, I haven't like pulled the trigger on all the purchase, but I'm pretty much there. Like I'm done Christmas shopping. It's December 1st. This is a, a miracle of where I'm at right now. So I am in the spirit. It is the holiday season. And I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm a jovial podcaster tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it's December first, and you know what? I think I have an idea of where Mike's going with this. So, Mike, why don't you just take it over? Steve, I don't think you do have an idea. Okay, of well, where I'll, I'm just going say, I'll just say, because, I'll say, no, this, Steve, it's, I'll say this. I'll say this. It's getting, it's getting weird over here. It's getting okay, weird. before I say that, I just want to say today's December first. It's the end of fall, and it's officially the start of Christmas music season. Any everybody that's been listening to Christmas music through November, you're gonna get sick of it by the time it gets to Christmas. For me, I'm going to enjoy it all the way until Christmas because I start December 1st. So, Steve, I like where you were assuming I was going with that because, you know, Christmas music is in its heyday right now. We're, we're feeling good, but I have been listening to Christmas music for a while, so that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say, folks, is I tried something over the last couple of days. The last 48 hours, I've been experimenting with something, trying to get a little bit of content going, trying to do something a little different, see what happened. And I had become addicted. Okay. I jumped in to the deep, dark depths of the Let's Run message board. And oh, folks, boy. boys, oh, boy. I, I'm hooked. I mean, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going all in on this. I, I started a thread 34 minutes ago. It's already got 12 posts. I'm trying my best to try and get this thing up to like the top where it shows up on the main page. And so here's, here's what I wrote. I wrote the headline is Galen Rupp stress fracture. <laughs> and then my post said, I've heard from multiple sources now that Galen Rupp is down for the count with a stretch fracture and his right femur. Has anyone else heard this question mark? If it's true, what does this mean for his Olympic marathon team hopes? Do you think it goes to the fourth place finisher? And people are just going crazy. Some people are calling me out for fake news. Some people are crapping on Galen Rupp. Some people are actually legitimately analyzing what's going on. Gentlemen, I am 
I mean, this is just going to be my new thing. I feel like it's going to have to be a new segment where like Mike, we talk about Mike's let's run message board inquiries. You know, we should just start brainstorming. Like what are the topics that are going to get people all kinds of riled up? Like should the next, should the next topic be, do alpha flies and carbon plated shoes cause stress fractures, right? Like just start doing crazy stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, get this ball rolling. I love the fact that you're going full troll on the let's run. Message. I love it. All right, here, let, let me find, let me find another one for you here. So, uh, <laughs> so wait, there's more than one post you've been going see, crazy. On see, this? I, I, I am on like <laughs> 11 different like threads right now. I'm just, is, I'm is, going to Galen Rupp on your most successful so far. So that was the only one I've started and it's okay. wildly wild. I mean, I think 12 posts in like a half hour is very good. There's one yeah. about like uh, the 2021 Olympic trial, like 1500 meter. And like, they're telling you to like put your top three and I just keep going on. I, <laughs> so I started to remember that same prequel ran like an underground 347 mile or whatever. So, that, so that, that was a- but that, that's like diabolical because you know, he's, he's a guy that's, that's like, he's, you know, he's not the top, he's not right. the top miler in the country or the world, but he's just good enough where somebody would believe it. Like it's a very believable story. So that's like a diabolical. Uh, Steve, I put a lot, I put a lot of, thought. Oh, by the way, for people listening right now, if you want to join in on my fun, my, <laughs> my username is I underscore chose underscore D2. So if, if you're looking for me on, uh, on let's run to, to have some fun, but so there was a thread, um, that was basically topic talking about some kid wanted to run a fast, uh, like mid distance time in his thirties. So everyone was going on, like giving him advice. And one guy gave him the advice that he should start lifting heavy weights. So first of all, I think that that's terrible advice but I probably took it a little bit too far. So I said, I would probably not go with the heavy lifting thing. Trust me. I'm a two sixteen eight hundred meter guy and I barely do any lifting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, gentlemen, I'm, I'm having some fun on the last run message board. It's probably too much fun. And I am wildly addicted. It's Sweet. crazy. The three of us are all this dangerous like crossroad where we have enough knowledge to to be real trolls, right? Like the prickle thing is amazing. Like you can't just be a casual fan and drop that. But we also are like totally fine with just doing, you know, weird and crazy stuff to have a little fun. And we love like messing or we love to make fun of Let's Run. So this is like the ultimate way of making fun of it. We come from this world, so we, we know how to get under these people's skin. That's that's probably the best part. Exactly, exactly. So, oh, that's great. Uh, so, Mike, how far are you going to go with this? Is this going to be like a daily thing? I'm afraid that in like 48 hours, it's already monopolized my life. So, I don't know how I don't know how sustainable this is. But so here's what I think. I think it's one of those things I'll jump on like every couple weeks. So maybe I'll give like a let's run update, like, I don't know, once every like three or four episodes, just if I've had any good interactions or, you know, if I've been able to get like a thread go viral or something like that. So I think to say that it's going to be like a daily thing is probably too dangerous. I don't think I can commit to that, but I do think that this is not going away. So here's, here's what I think you should do, Mike. 
and we talked about it how we got a we got the blog going on our website briefly and there's some good articles on there if you guys want to go check it out it's on our website under words so what if once a month it's your goal to stir the pot once a month and you wrote about how you stirred the pot on the blog on idea. our blog after the that's fact. a good idea i love so, it so like, thing. you just copy and paste your stuff it writes yeah. itself yeah i can take screenshots yeah i like it all yeah. right so it, i feel like this is like um you know, like secret squirrel, like undercover, like reporting type stuff. Like we're going to find out what's really going on. Even if it's not my post, like if I find ridiculous interactions with these people on Let's Run that I can write yes. about, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm doing the, the undercover running world detective type stuff. I love it. That's like perfect. It. We, got, so happy. we got Steve on TikTok. We got Mike on Let's <laughs> Run. I mean, what's we going are taking on? over the internet. <laughs> Dude, I'm, my TikToks are breaking the internet. I just gotta, I just gotta stay a little more consistent with it because the ones I do make are good. Go follow us on TikTok if you haven't already. You got some funny stuff on there. So, before we go any further, guys, we need to talk a little bit about the Harrier. So the dash Harrier dot com. It's a lifestyle brand for runners. They create lifestyle clothing for runners outside of just your technical running gear, outside of your race T-shirts. They create, they create cool, interesting funny you know uh t-shirts and apparel for runners uh you know it's pulled from the running world it's pulled from pop culture it's pulled from everyday runners if you haven't checked it out yet what are you waiting for go check it out now use promo code p2e to get 10 percent off go support the brands that are supporting us it's an awesome company i mean and, i love the harrier i love yeah them. the harry's great the harry's talked last week about how they, they were doing the, the girls on the run collab which is awesome you should go check it out the bet on women shirts they're great we have a massive massive announcement coming on friday and i'm just gonna leave it at that just gonna tease a little bit that coming on friday pay what attention to what a tease pay attention to the instagram we have a massive announcement coming and i cannot wait so you know pay attention to what we're doing and maybe stick around, watch on Instagram. Maybe we might do a little Instagram live action on Friday evening. But I'm just going to leave it at that. Big announcement coming. So Trent, Trent, rumors are that it, uh, Steve, the uh, you know the the parental guidance of the 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 podcast is not going to be there to supervise our Instagram live on Friday. It's just going to be me and you. That's what rumors are saying. That's what a lot of people are talking about. That sounds dangerous. People, Mike. it sounds very very dangerous. <laughs> We had a lot of fun with the, with the, uh, the race, the weekly Stoke performance recaps with the Instagram live, but I'm handing the keys over to Mike and Trent. Hopefully they can behave themselves on this Friday. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about boys. We got to talk about the virtual race, the virtual team race, the Stoke performance team virtual race. And guys, you know, I mean, we just had, so getting ready for this race people tapered we had we just had championship season this past week we're in full-on bender season right now so you better everybody be better be cracking a beer enjoying themselves celebrating bender season because you just got through four weeks of, of racing i had a ton of fun this was great 
Could we have timed bender season any better? I mean, we timed bender season. Bender season should be a few weeks, right? Right up into the holidays. This gives you the excuse of the entire month of December uh, is bender season. So you're welcome to everybody that we put the timing this way. I know I'm excited that I just kind of give myself an excuse for an entire month of bender season. Here we go. Gentlemen, I've been on bender season for about three months now. What are you doing? <laughs> what are we talking about here? I thought, it's, I thought bender season started three months ago. Mike's over there hammering hard kombuchas. <laughs> I see you. You're not drinking a beer. You're drinking you one of those that? kombucha well, jumps. Hold on. I, I, just finished, I just finished one of these guys. Big talk. So, yeah, trying to get I mean, your gut right over there, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So we got a bunch of these laying around, a bunch of extra ones, and I was starting to lose beers in the fridge, so I, I figured I needed to even, even the playing field a little bit. Nobody has a bunch of extra kombuchas laying oh, around. You went out oh, and you bought those. Yeah, you know, no, you no, bought no, them no, for no. a reason. You you don't you don't understand the house I live in. Of course, I have a bunch of extra hard kombuchas laying around my house. Of course, I do. So I I, I actually have a legitimate question right now. Aren't all is it is it kombucha kombucha whatever? Is it, aren't all kombuchas hard? Like, don't they all have alcohol? In they them? all have some level of alcohol, but normal kombuchas, it's like very very trace amounts of alcohol. These ones, I don't know. I guess they let them like ferment longer or something these ones are six percent alcohol it's not like these are like some joke they're not like four percent these are six percent alcohol i mean this is this is legit stuff here anyways back to the stoke performance team virtual race again shout out to to one of our sponsors stoke performance they were they've been unbelievable to us through this entire race series they've given prizes to the to the weekly winners and they're giving a big prize to the overall series winners. So we're going to get into that in one second, but I was tallying up the points. So it took me a little longer to do the points because he had to, I had to go through three times for each race. So it, it, it took a little while to get the, all the points together. And I did ours last and I input, I put in our times into the, the, the uh, formula I have. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, like we did way better than I thought we did. Like, our time this week was great and we jumped way up the leaderboard and I was going through and I was like, something's wrong here. Turns out in my formula, I forgot to switch our times from male, uh, from female times to male times. So we were oh, entered as female times. So it completely screwed up the whole algorithm. All our, our formula so I had to go back, entered them as male times and we dropped way down the leaderboard. So what was our final it is place? what it is. So we finished 19th out of 30 teams, which hey. respectable, right? There was there was there was a couple times in throughout the series where it looked like we could get beat by the entire field. So, you know, finishing 19th, not bad. So there's and go ahead. Let me say this. Uh, you're gonna get into it, Steve, but I just wanna say I was looking at the results every week. We finished 19th out of 30. But I swear we have the fastest podcast listeners out of any podcast, out of any, like the times that were submitted, male, female, different ages, you know, people in their teens, people, you know, 50 plus, people 60 plus, like people across the, the pond in, in Europe. These are the fastest podcast listeners in the game by far, no doubt about it. So 19th guys, pretty respectful. I'm proud of us. Across the board. Yeah. From top to bottom, there's impressive times. All across this 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 uh, scoreboard, so I agree, Trent. This was uh, this was very impressive. Seeing these times roll in every single week, I was very 
very impressed. Um, and I will say that we originally said every team that beats us is going to get a prize, and we're going to stick to that. Every team that beats us is going to get a prize. I'm going to adjust it as a thank you for everybody that participated. If you completed, if you entered a time for every single race, so there was six total times. If you entered a time for every single one of those uh, for those races, you're getting a prize. So if you if you completed the whole series, you're getting the prize. So thank you to everybody that participated. This was a ton of fun. Should we get into into the winners? I have not seen the final results yet, and I am nobody has. I'm on the edge of my seat here, Steve. Yeah, but I, you know, you'd think I'd have a little bit of insider information here. I don't. Well, I did see I some. Just, I, I just did it. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> you know, the listeners, the they, yeah, they probably think that we were crunching the numbers before, and they. This is a live have, release, then. I don't. Yeah, this is live release. It's like for live all radio. Live radio. Yeah, that's gonna come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's go. We'll go with the top. 10 here we'll start with the top 10 so how about the top 10. how about the top 19 how about the top <laughs> yeah, like, just kidding let's go top 10 let's go top 10, top skip 10. To 10. <laughs> but right, don't I'll just, say, I'll just say all the teams i'll just say all the teams that beating us beat us start with number 18 team let it ride so that has our our guy colin halfman on that so i do believe we we lost to colin team. we lost to colin ah. by point seven. Ugh. So That's we both brutal. had 388 points. He had 388.9. We had 388.1. So Colin barely beat us. Uh, on to, above him was Team Laftim Hutig. I'm assuming that's one of our ger- German friends. So thank you for participating. This one really hurts. Team number 16, Sad Geezers. Oh, God. So Mike and I's father belongs to this team. And... Uh, yeah, the like their name, the geezers got a significant bump from the uh, from the age grading. So congratulations <laughs> to the sad geezers, you earned it. Steve, above that, it is a real bummer because I'm going to see my parents yeah. this weekend. So <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna have to listen to all weekends. Great. Yeah, have have fun with that. Uh, number fifteen, we got Byron Running Club. At fourteenth place, we got the real Harrison Smith, our guy Harrison Smith. He uh, he got it out an Achilles injury. So they actually fell quite a bit because his team, his, his time was not great this week, but he, he DM me saying he was very, very injured. So congratulations to him for gutting it out, submitting a time, uh, gutsy performance. Then we got team Calizonia. Great name. I think, uh, you know, that's one of the greater wool clubs above that. We got Sisu project. Uh, so we got a couple of the Sisu guys on there. Our, our friend of the program, Joe Rand is on, uh, the Sisu running club. That wasn't his team though. Um, at number nine, we got Western PA elite with some blazing fast times. Number eight, we got the Berlin coyotes. Number seven, we got, and the winner is they finished second last week. So they had a massive, massive jump, uh, from, from week, week, week two to three, uh, number six, the spicy boys, Joe Rand coming in number six, Steve, need to cut you off here according to the official entry it's boss man rand not joe rand so we should refer to him as boss man rand boss man rand that's right (laughs) team number five ndspnk um great job you know very respectable finish in fifth place terrible name i mean what are we supposed to do with that name so i mean is that just a giant acronym 
I bet it's an unbelievable name. We just don't know it, right? Because they yeah. hid it hid behind an acronym. I bet it's a hilarious name. Yeah. Yeah. So team number four. This is where things get really, really interesting. So in fourth place, we have a team with 468.8 points. Team number three has 469.4 points. Team number four, girls rule. So, wow. uh, yeah, so, so wow. one, two finisher in the two miles. So then we got, got Kara Kermines, we got Caitlin Schultz, we got Trent's girlfriend on that team. It was actually, they, they were leading at one point. Where they, they were one, two, three in the two mile. I believe Caitlin Schultz was the third. That's right. She was. So star studded girls team. They were, they were on the podium, I believe for most of this. I think they're on the podium for at least two out of the four weeks. So, Great, great, you know, finish for them. It was a very, very respectable, I mean, hard-fought battle out there. But listen, girls, you can't win it all. You, you sweep the two-mile. You can't, I mean, the, the, the virtual team race, you can't win every single race. So team number three on the podium. This team has had a massive, massive climb since week one. Team BDE. Another terrible name. Come on, boys. Step it up. But that – that uh, that team belongs to uh, Christopher Gendron, so one of Mike and I's brothers, managing to finish on the podium. So uh, heroic, heroic performance over the past past three weeks from these guys to climb back onto the podium. Um, great job! All right, now getting to the getting to the big. I'm one. ready. I'm so I, ready. I know so the last two teams. Too. So we're just gonna go right excited. to the winner. We're gonna go right to the winner here. First place. Team Ghouls and Goblins. Oh, I mean, guys, I God. mean, and then in number two is Team We've Got the Runs. So an all-guys team versus all-girls team. I mean, Ghouls and Goblins. I mean, there was, I believe they submitted a time that was, it was 25 minutes flat, 25.30, and then 24.30. How are you going to compete with that? I mean, it's chance. You can't. They, they have some guys running at like altitude too. They they uh, mentioned that, and I was like, if you were slower, maybe we'd give you a conversion. But no conversions. You don't need one. You guys are way too fast for that. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, team, we've got the runs. I mean, put up a great, great fight. But I mean, team ghouls and goblins, they they deserve the win here. And I believe that uh, ghouls and goblins is kind of like the it's the it's where all the former Iona runners go. So I, I think all three three of those guys are former Iona guys. So it's just. It's just a star-studded club. I mean, they, you can't compete with them. So congratulations to them. Um, Special shout-out to Brandon Allen. He, yes. uh, he was the winner of the two-mile, and then I know he captained the schools and goblins team. So Brandon Allen continues. I mean, he has the belt from the two-mile. We're not doing belts this time around. But Brandon Allen, we didn't need to because Brandon Allen still has the belt. Somebody needs to take the belt from him. Yeah. Well, so if we're – and if we're going to give these special shout-outs to, like, the, you know, the – uh, I own a pipeline to ghouls and goblins. I think it's only fair that we give a shout out to the pipeline from Stonehill College to that's, that's true. the We Got the Runs women's team there. Great name. Uh, great name. You know, great name. The, great, oh, unbelievable name. And uh, coming from one of the, you know, the best, not only D2 schools in the country, but one of the just the hands down best schools in the country. Uh, and, you know, cutting it close. Coming up for the women's win, almost taking the whole damn thing. So shout out to them. 
What's great about it too is, uh, I mean, Mike and I were Sunland grads, of course. They they are obviously what? living up to the name a lot better than we are. But the number fourteen there was also a bunch of Stonehill grads. So you had a nice number women's three. alumni. Oh, the third team, yes. So we the had a women's team. alumni versus a men's alumni team, and the woman beat him out. Now, how much did he beat him out by? Nobody knows because it's a crazy formula that it means nothing <laughs> to anybody except for Steve. Listen, which is the this best part formula? This. Can we can we talk about this for a second? Yes. My formula was awesome okay my formula worked perfectly so anybody wants to come at this formula you don't know what you're talking about this formula apps actually worked perfectly see verbal meme uh 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 goodwill hunting matt damon writing on a chalkboard outside of the classroom with the stoked virtual team results on the chalkboard that was me every sunday night But no, no, my formula was fucking awesome. I nailed it. I was really scared. I was scared that it wasn't going to work. I nailed it. Um, yeah, but Team Ghouls and Goblins, Brandon Allen, I mean, these guys are just cleaning up. But all I got to say to Team Ghouls and Goblins is, and Brandon Allen is, you've kind of set the bar here and you set the standard where you kind of have to sign up for all the virtual races we do going forward because you can't win the first two and then just stop, right? So, you know, I, I guess kind of, you know, congratulations, but we'll see you in March for the next virtual race. Well, see, here, here's my issue, right, is, you know, anytime a team gets on top like that, you know, you have, like, the 90s Yankees, you have, like, the 2000s Patriots, you know, you have the Golden State Warriors. People start to hate them, right? Like, you get to a point where, like, they're lovable, and then they start winning too much while people start to hate them. The problem is, is our guy Brandon Allen is, like, this nice Canadian guy, He's a hard guy to hate, so I'm not quite there yet. But I think if we have one more race and he wins another one, I mean, he has to fall into that category. I think he just turns into like, a, you know, the the ghouls and goblins just might have to turn into a team that we have to just start hating. Well, in the words of Teddy Bruschi, you can't be a dynasty until you have three. That's right. right. That's oh, two that's is a point. great run. That's a good two point. is a great run. Three is a dynasty. So right. ghouls and goblins, like if you want to be considered a dynasty in the pantheon of great teams, if you want to hopefully get to the point where everybody hates you because you're so good, you got to get three. So let's, uh, you know, let's, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see in the next virtual race, but uh, awesome job again. Thank you. And, and we also want to give a shout out to, to, to the other teams that completed all, all the times team. We want it team be fast with, uh, with our guy, Bill Ling, um, odd Luke out uh, our guy, Luke Mason, congratulations. Nice job. Team Legs Miserable with Matt, Gendron, Tina Tobin, David Wood. Uh, team Contraboss, I believe that's another one of our German friends. Thank you for, for participating. Team Chewy, which included Bill Ling's pregnant wife. So congratulations. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Nice job there. Not, not pregnant, I believe. I believe, yes. if, if I have my facts right, they did the final AK. There was a... a a mother holding a newborn baby less than 48 hours out of the hospital. And they, they completed, you know, a combined five miles. It wasn't unreal. unreal. So she ran the first race pregnant and then she ran, she ran the last race as a new mother. So congratulations. Holding the baby, holding the baby that had been out of the, the hospital for less than 48 hours. I unreal. mean, that's incredible. Incredible. I'm I mean, just a, just a very cool story. Uh, the lady G's, I believe are, another one of our family couple one a couple of our family members were in that that group shout out to shout out to to kate aaron and cc the max stilio boys 
Thanks for participating. Did I miss anybody? I thought I, I thought there was one other team. Oh, I believe team team wanted. Uh, it was a it was a a group of girls. An, another one of the girls on that team posted on Instagram saying that she ran it pregnant as well. So I mean, this is just what a what a collection of people. What a group of group of athletes. This is just incredible. Very inspirational. Thank you so much to everybody that participated. All right, so we are going to get into our interview with. Another Brooks Beast athlete, Marta Penfritas. Marta Penfritas is a, she's a Portuguese athlete. She ran at Mississippi State where she was a national champion. She's a 2016 Olympian. We had a great conversation with her. All right, let's talk to her. Yeah, we we actually we just talked with David last night. He was telling us all about how Seattle's getting shut down again. Oh yeah, I thought you were you were about to say how Seattle is getting like very gray and miserable. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that too. That, yeah. too. <laughs> that too. It just it's just a lot better to be inside when there's. I mean, it's just awful outside, so it's not even that bad. Yeah, I mean, you know that it, this this is the time of year where S- Seattle gets the like stereotypical rain and gray and no and no sun. But I will say, I will say, you know, I I've spent significant time in Seattle. Mike spent significant time in Seattle. Summer in Seattle is awesome. It never gets too hot, and the days are so long. You get so much sunshine. I know it's great. So I've been here for like two years, and I never experienced a summer here. So I'm only here for the worst <laughs> part, and then whenever. <laughs> Seattle gets beautiful. I'm in Europe, and then I come back. I mean, I love the fall here, but yeah, it's just tough. It's tough for a Portuguese, especially because I. <laughs> so, I was I was a complete I was a complete opposite. I I lived out there for a few years, but I was always traveling during this time of year. Mm-hmm. So I was only there in the summertime. I was like, "What is everyone complaining about? This weather is amazing. <laughs> Seattle's unreal." And then I spent one month like there during this time of year. I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it. This is pretty depressing." Yeah, I mean, for us, it's not that bad because, I mean, in January, we usually go to camp. So only like December, it's just a little rough. Like <laughs> mid-November to like December. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. I usually try whenever everybody goes home. So since like I haven't been at home, uh, I haven't taken like Christmas off ever since I moved here, just because the travel home is just so rough. And last year was Olympic year. Uh, so I just, I went to a Y cause I, I needed to, you know, experience mm-hmm. the sun and, you know, just short flight and get some vitamin D levels, right. And yeah, I don't know. That's just, another great thing about Seattle is you are close to Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, close relatively speaking, <laughs> cause I mean, Hawaii is like in the middle of the Pacific, but yeah. <laughs> So you, you're talking about going back home. And so you, so I, I was following you on Instagram and you, you went back home um, this spring and it looked like you, you pretty much got stuck there. Yeah. So, um, so basically my plan since we were, I mean, we were supposed to have Olympic year. Uh, I didn't go home for Christmas because I was thinking about going home two weeks, two to three weeks after indoors. So that's what I did. I just, I stayed here, my husband joined me in mid-December, and we stayed here, and then in the beginning of March, right after my Boston race, I just had a backpack, I went to the airport, and I got home. So I literally, I went to Portugal with a backpack, and then like a week and a half in, 
Uh, I mean, we heard about COVID already, but it wasn't like that. Like, uh, okay, this sounds really bad. But when I got there, I, I got to see my family and my friends. It was like, super exciting. And all of a sudden, like everything shut down. I couldn't, I couldn't return. Um, Trump signed an executive order that was not allowing Europeans, I think Chinese and I don't know, like a couple of countries they couldn't get into the US, only if you had like a permanent visa status, which is not my case. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> and then you were, you kind of had an in-between period in the Caribbean, right? Did I see that right? It was like the big sacrifice, you have to go to the Caribbean for yeah, a couple weeks I before mean, you get back yeah. to the US. Just to just you, you you go through so many hardships with running and mm -hmm. you know just it was really hard i had to stay there 15 <laughs> days okay yeah but i i endured guys i made it i you made me a better athlete now <laughs> yeah i mean the caribbean is not the easiest place to run right it's it's pretty sunny out there it's pretty hot so i think that's a sacrifice here you're, you're doing a little bit of a different temperature <laughs> down there well i was in i was in a break so i managed okay. to go there <laughs> On my two-week break so it was absolutely perfect i i had a vacation i don't i don't remember last time i had that long of a vacation so yeah don't feel sorry about me i had i had a good time there <laughs> so you you were talking about how you know you 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 had olympic plans and or you're training for the olympics and that it got all screwed up and you know obviously we, we just talked about how you kind of got you got trapped in Portugal and you've been, you've been on a break, but you know, where are you at right now? Where's your mindset right now? Kind of hopefully gearing up for an Olympic year in 2021. Okay. So right now, like being as most present I can be, I'm just like so excited to be back and train with the team after being alone and just trying to figure out training on my own when I was at home. Uh, I mean, Danny helped me a lot, but we, it's just, we are, physically distance and time and, sp and space because he was like eight hours behind me. So it was just very hard to communicate. So honestly, I'm just very, very happy to be back. We do have like a very special thing going on here. Um, I have a sports psych and he just asked me, like, how am I doing? And like, I have nothing to complain. There's things going on, but I'm just so happy because I'm here with the team and this is just so much fun. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just in a really good spot, I guess. Uh, there's two things that you have to be if you want to perform and it's healthy and happy. I think like even if you're healthy, but for some reason you're just like in the edge and it's super stressful, it's just very hard for you to perform. Uh, and I learned that <laughs> uh, in the last few years that, you know, like just being like stress-free and uh, happy is just so important. And I'm, I'm just in a very good spot right now. Um, well, mentally wise, uh, I'm just, I'm excited. Like in 2019, I was hurt and I was just trying to rush back. So it was hard. So honestly, when I was at home, I just tried to focus on just building um, strength and also like work on like little things as I think many of athletes did. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging, but I think I took a lot of advantage of that, like, time that you're not, like, on the lights and camera action. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was cool. Also, I don't remember a year that I was, even though it was so stressful, also I was super present, and I really enjoyed, you know, like, I was just enjoying training so much and, you know, like, just fully embracing the training process. And... Yeah, then I actually got to compete a little bit in September, which was great too. But um, I don't know, in April, May, June, till June, I wasn't really sure if I was competing. And I was just, 
really focusing on 2021 or whenever I would have opportunity to step at the in the track. For sure. Yeah. I think people underestimate a little bit how much like your personal life and how happy and stress-free you are in your personal life, how much that can affect your athletic career. So I love hearing you say that because I do think that people forget that sometimes that it, it, it plays a role. I think another thing that plays a role is especially competing at your level, staying like hungry and motivated and just being locked in. For someone like you who's, you know, had early success in your career, you know, you winning a, a collegiate championship and, you know, going to the Olympics, uh, you know, as a young athlete, how do you stay motivated and, you know, fired up to get to that next step? Uh, so it's very funny, but I think like I'm probably uh, very similar to a lot of elite athletes that we just very hard on us when things don't go as well. And when things go well, we just be like, oh, good job. What is next? <laughs> so it was just nice to like definitely from 2015 to 2016, I just I had like a huge progression ever since I started college here um it's crazy because i remember when i decided to go to mississippi state i told my college coach that my goal i had no idea what ncaa's were honestly but like my goal is going to the olympic games and i was like a 420 athlete and he's like okay um but i don't know like things happen uh not in an easy way but ended up happening i ended up like achieving my main goals and I was just very happy for it but also uh when I went to the Olympic Games uh I said that I, I live my dream but not the way I dreamed so I just felt like I was a little fish in the middle of the sharks <laughs> um I had no experience it was my first major race I lead my entire season uh in, NC in NCAAs so yeah I just had no I thought experience didn't matter which is so stupid to say that out loud but it just matters so much and I realized that you know I needed to be in the big stage and just have like tactical experiences and just like my strength had to get better everything had to get better because at the level everybody is really talented everybody worked really hard everybody has like good opportunities so like it's just about like, I don't know, just experience definitely. And then also I think the things that we were I was talking about, like happiness and just like your environment and just, you just having a balanced life when you're, I mean, athletes are like kind of nerds. They, we just like selfishly live our life, you know, and in parallel with everybody else. So there's just a lot of things we ended up missing and just having like a good balance of that and just, with uh with training and all the opportunities that i talked about i think that's like really key to get to the next level um yeah and that's actually one of the main things when i decided to move to seattle like i really like to train with uh, my college coach houston pranks i really had a good uh he just made me so much better in a short period of time but i when i came here i just realized i could work with a really good coach too and just have like these amazing teammates and they have like really something special going on. Like the atmosphere is great in practice and I just think that's just something that it fits me and just makes me hungry because I just see like all of my teammates every day and they're like so good in so many ways and it's just like uh, very inspiring. So it's easy to be hungry when you're surrounded by an environment like this and I'm just very fortunate. Coach, right. man, we, we had, oh, sorry, I'm a little loud here. Uh, coach, we've had Coach Mackey on the on the podcast a while ago, uh, but he's one of our favorite coaches. What's it like running for him? Uh, 
I don't know, like, I like one thing is just he just communicates with us like we're co-workers. So there is not, like, of course there is authority, but it's just not like, he just wants to, you know, talk and, you know, like, understand us. He's, like, super nerd. So, like, whenever you ask him about training, he, like, he just goes and he just explains you everything. I, I, I do challenging sometimes because I do like when I, when I started, when I first moved here, I just had a lot of questions and he's great about it. Uh, I don't know. He also like does a good job, like uh, making sure we have, like, we have a balanced life. So for example, one of the things I really like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is somebody uh, knocking my door. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a fire you can answer alarm if you want to. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea who it is. Like, yeah, but back to the topic. Uh, he's he's really good. He's just uh, very chill. Wants to make sure, like he he cares a lot about like your mental a- the mental aspects of running too. Wants to make sure that you have a balanced life. Uh, I was telling that he we work out Fridays and we have like Saturdays like easy and on our own. And I think that's just because he wants us to be able to enjoy a little bit of normal life, like go out for food. Friday night and you know during off season even like just go get a beer or something like that so I like the balance and the way he just you know like I'm not in the like the way he wants us to have like that balanced life there is parts of the season that we can you know just you know go go out Friday and then there's other parts of the season that he needs us to be 100% athletes but in order to be 100% athlete in that part of the season you kind of have to like experience a little bit of other things uh, building into it. And that's like very important. And I, I've been beneficiating a lot from that mindset too. And I don't know, just, I think that's where my happiness also comes from. Cause just like, I'm very aligned with the person that I'm working with uh, directly. Um, my gosh. We've had coach Mackey on, we've had a bunch of Brooks beasts on. It's a, a really just likable group. Everybody seems like they're having a lot of fun here. Can you, you don't have to answer this question, but can you pick a teammate and just give us like an embarrassing story? It can be anybody. Give us like a, it could be a weird town or something, but more embarrassing or something like that. Anything that like jumps out that you want to share? Cause I know listeners have now got to know a bunch of the Brooks guys now. Embarrassing stories. I have to think about an embarrassing, embarrassing story that I can share, you know, cause it's just that <laughs> threshold of embarrassing, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's just, Let's just keep talking, and if something I, I think it's appropriate to share, I will I will share after, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> it just seems like the weirdness of the group gets put on display sometimes, and it's just like really appreciated by it. So it's always fun to get to know everybody, um, in that way. But let let's change it uh, back to you here. So you're you've had a ton of like success early on in your career. You're you've been to the Olympics. You're I think you're six time champion in Portugal, uh, NCAA championship. What should I be most impressed by out of those accomplishments? Like what, what in me and everyone else, like what should we be blown away by the most? Because all of those on their own right are just outstanding. Um, what, what am I most impressed at right now? Uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, winning NCAAs is always like a really good, like, you know, I just think it's was something that I wanted really bad, I would say. Going to the Olympic Games, I think it, it was also like kind of a dream control, like I said, and not the way I dreamed of. I don't know. Um, maybe I actually, actually this is like a, a weird race, but I won World Challenge, World Challenge, uh, Berlin, Berlin World, World Challenge in two thousand and eighteen, and 
honestly, I felt so bad. I felt like I went to that race, like, I'm, I don't know why I'm here. I'm so tired. I'm ready to, you know, be on the break. And I ended up running my first uh, national record because it's the only record I have is in the mile because uh, Carlos Sacramento is giving me a really hard time. She has like crazy times to be, so it won't be hard to have like more uh, records in Portugal, but it will be hard to get more records in Portugal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, maybe that, maybe NCAAs, I don't know. I, the Olympics is, is something that I, you know, I'm proud that I made it, but when I think about the race, it just still hurts a little bit. I don't think I ever seen the race because it was just like, ouch, this, this hurt. <laughs> Martha, do you ever do you ever uh, go back and watch your your NCAA race? And I, I that was a great race, very inspirational. <laughs> but do you ever do you ever watch it? And be like, yeah, I got to make sure to run through the line a little bit more. Okay, so well, <laughs> I've seen a lot of times because it kind of got it, it. It was a meme, and it's really funny because the year before I won, Rianne won, and she won in the exactly opposite way. So she she won at the line. So it's really funny because uh, Mississippi State, they used to just put alumni like event together and they just put like all the, you know, the highlights from the history. So it's like Rianne is running and she almost like she wins and everybody's like, ah, yes. And with me is like, oh, yay. It's just like, it's just very interesting because <laughs> yeah, like my family was super upset. Like the year before that I fell and my mom like straight up, this is the first thing she told me. She's like, Marta? If you had lost, last year would be a lot better. And I broke my wrist last year. <laughs> oh, no. So I think it took her like a week to say, oh, congratulations. You actually you won. Like, I think till the medal ceremony, she was like, I'm not sure if you won. Did you won? Are, are you sure you won? You're so stupid. <laughs> um, See, that's, that's how you become a professional athlete. Yeah, you have a parent like that that's just going to tell you like it is. Yes, and you, we always learn with bad things, but I'm going to tell you, you can also learn with good things, like, like what happened to me in NCAAs. In, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily go to like the hardship of, you know, to learn. You can also learn like that. So great. Hey, uh, you won. <laughs> you got the hardware. You got the trophy. It doesn't matter. You won. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, it, was, it was funny because I actually, I, 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 I was just like, so excited and i was leading the race from the beginning and then i was just like oh my god i'm gonna make it and i completely forgot that you know like hey i'm still competing i just got into like the this, like nostalgia that i was like oh is this, i'm accomplishing such a big dream and and then i was like oh i i'm not sure if i did <laughs> but yeah, that's funny <laughs> So we spent a lot of time on this show um, kind of criticizing track commentators for, you know, kind of being boring and, you know, not really helping grow the sport. Would you ever consider, you know, put asking for your entire name to be put on a bib one time so that we can hear the, the commentators try and say it as you're like coming down the home stretch? Uh, it would be really funny. I'm trying to, I'm just, okay, so I'm trying that with my teammates. I have like a ton of names. It's almost embarrassing every time I go through security. Like they spend like so, like, I don't know, like good, like five minutes just figuring it out if I'm the person that is in the ticket. Um, yeah, I've been challenging my teammates to say my full name. And I think, yeah, they almost, they're, yeah, kind of, some of them. <laughs> Uh, 
Is your full name on like your license and your, your passport? Does that have the, the six? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. How many names is it? Five. Okay. She had to count. You had to count. Yeah. You had to double check with yourself. <laughs> you almost have to take a deep breath in the middle to be able to say the entire thing. <laughs> uh, Marta, this has been a ton of fun. It's been great having you on, but we're not letting you get away that quickly. We end every interview with a quick game. Mike, why don't you kick off down the home stretch? All right. So <clears throat> down the home stretch, rapid fire questions. We okay. have good word that you uh, play a big role in the, the Brooksby strength training program now. So your down the home shed topic is going to be strength training. Trent's going to hit you with the first question. Let's do it. All right, Marta. What's your bench press? <laughs> uh, I, no, okay. So I, 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 I'm really good, but it's just like squatting and like hip training. Like everything that involves arms, I'm like, I'm, I don't know, just very bad. So not impressive. I'm sorry, guys. So Marta, when you're when you're leading these workouts, who's the worst at following direction? Uh, okay, so I think everyone during like whenever we were in quarantine, I would do like zooms and I would just lead the strength workouts. It was really fun. I would see. I, I can tell that Josh was the one that I can tell he was like 100% forced to be there. Actually, <laughs> we did like a workout like that not that long ago. And Josh was very upset that he realized he wasn't mandatory, but he was already there and then he was there. So it was too late for him to like pretend that <laughs> he had bad internet connection or something like that. <laughs> okay. That's the, like the answer to my question earlier right there is that Josh tries to skip core sessions and you have to tell him it's mandatory <laughs> yeah, in a four yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to roast Josh, but no, we yeah. can roast Josh. Yeah, Josh is a friend of the program. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely not like a really good with strength and technique and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> if oh, he can man. get away with that, it's uh, he always he always does. All right, so I am like probably the all-time worst at core there ever was. What is like the one core workout that you'll just avoid at all costs? I don't know. I like every core workout. I actually, oh, so I'm like one of those maniacs that I like to do like very, you know, challenging things. Cause I don't know. I, yeah, I, there is no, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I like, I like challenging core workouts. All right. Mike and I have a special little pre-workout drink that we do before decor or lifting weights. And it's a mix of Coca-Cola and just like coffee grounds. Um, do you think that's a good pre-workout or would you recommend something different? That sounds disgusting. I'm so sorry. Sounds it like is a heart attack. I would recommend anything but that. I think you're going to feel so much better. Okay. Maybe a glass of water. What, what workout, other than running, of course, what workout are you better than Danny Mackey at? Um, I maybe... I would say like, okay, not running, uh, strength workout maybe and swimming. I okay. never, I never seen Danny swimming, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I would, I would beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Mike hit her with the last question. All right. What is the latest that you've ever left the gym? The latest. I don't know. I had like, especially, so when I'm with the team, usually I'm, I'm quicker and I don't know, like I don't take as much rest and maybe, uh, but at home I've been like 
after workouts, like two hours and 30 minutes in the, in the gym. Yeah. It's a long time. It's but it's just not, I also do some flyers and stuff, but yeah, yeah long sessions. Well, Marta, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We're wishing you the best of luck. We're going to be cheering you and the rest of the be uh, the beasts on uh, into 2020. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Marta. I always really enjoy talking to the to the beasts. I mean, I think that's probably our eighth. Our, our eighth I'm sorry, eighth beast athlete we've had on the podcast but it's a team just that just gets it they're a lot of fun um they're always super willing and open to talk to us so um really always happy to talk to the beasts there's a couple teams out there where we're getting to know like a very significant chunk of the team you know i almost feel like we're part of some of these teams it's pretty cool yeah well and it's like the more you talk to these people and like the people on certain teams you start to like understand the culture here and it just seems like every team has, we, we talk about like, Oh, this team has a great culture. That team has like, all these teams have awesome culture. Like it's, it's unbelievable. And they just all seem to like each other and enjoy practicing and racing and working out to, together. So I don't think it's that much different than what we all experience with, you know, whatever our high school teams and our college teams. It's just, I'm not, you know, the elevated level. So we are going to get into, for the back at, back end of the show, we're going to get into one of our personal podiums. It's been a while since, we, since we've done this. So we, we pretty much draft our top three things of a certain topic. We snake draft it. Um, so Mike, why don't you kick off uh, this week's topic? All right. So this is one we've been waiting on for a while here, but cross country is kind of back in the swing of things. You know, they're taking a break a little bit, but we think about cross country and we think about, you know, our pre-race superstitions we've all got them if you don't have them you're lying that's the only solution so we're going to do our personal podiums of pre-race superstitions steve what is the weird order we're going with tonight oh i was ready for this we're just going to go straight order that we finished this week's uh this week's leg of the virtual team race so trent had the fastest time Mike, you, you, you beat me out by 15 seconds, so then we're going to go make Mike, and then I'll go last. All right. I'll start us off with a superstition that I think, like, burned me once or twice later on. I, I got away from it. Finally, when I was, like, a fifth year, I realized it wasn't smart. But I was a big believer in just significantly overdressing during, like, the warm-up <laughs> and, like, the just, like, sitting around before the race. You know, it could be, like, 60, 70 degrees out, you know, getting those warm – late October days and I'm in sweatpants I'm in sweatshirt I'm in winter beanie I'm in gloves like I was just a, I wanted to sweat I wanted to sweat hard and you know most of the time it didn't hurt me but there was a couple of times where I felt like I was overheating out there and like it might not have been the brightest idea for me but I stuck with it for probably like 95% of my competitive running career um, just just getting good sweat on before the race that is absolute classic Trent Fontenelle I love it um, so I, I've talked about this one before for sure. And I think everybody has like a superstitious pre-race meal. I think that's, you know, pretty given. That's pretty standard. And like even the morning of kind of pre-race r- routine, I guess this had to stop for me in college because it got too much. And the, the thought of having one of these made me want to throw up, but all throughout high school, brown sugar cinnamon pop tart 
you have to have one. You have to have one in the morning. And the worst part is frosted is or unfrosted. Frosted, because my high school coach. First of all, I loved brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. They're my favorite thing in the world. And then my high school coach like told me that these were so like great to have before a race, which is an incredibly stupid thing to tell your athletes to eat before a race is a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart that can't be good for you, just like loaded with sugar and crap. But for my entire high school career, that's what I had before every single race. And that's why I can't even look at them, let alone eat them anymore. But you know, in the prime of my life, high school, that's what I was eating before races is the brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. That's that's my first my first go to. Get rid of the pop tarts, get some stoke performance in you. That's right. So my my uh my pre race tradition, superstition, it actually I think for, for a lot of runners, mostly cross country runners, it kind of goes against the grain of what most people do or most people think during you know important race season i need to be well groomed going into important race so if it's a real big race i make sure to get a fresh cut but the night before every single race every single race i ever run the night before even if i don't need to i always shave i gotta get get a nice shave going so i wake up feeling clean i wake up feeling fast i wake up feeling aerodynamic look good feel good run good is it is it a totally clean shave or would you oh. shave like a mustache or some mutton chops or goatee? Totally clean. I need to be I need to be nice and nice and nice and sleek for race day. Man. See if you, so I, I'm you snake drafting here. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, you go again. You go again, my bad. So snake draft here. Ooh, I don't know if I was prepared for the two in a row. Um, I am gonna go, I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with the snake. Okay. Trips us up every yeah, time. Yeah, trips me up. So this one's a little OCD, but I always, always do it. You go to put on your socks. You go to put on your shoes. I go, I go right foot sock, left foot sock, right foot shoe, left foot shoe. And I, I have the same routine. I brush my foot off, get the sock nice and nice and close to the foot so you don't get any blistering. Then I go the other sock. So I always go right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. I don't know why. I just always done it that way. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> no, that's insane. That's I, I, I admitted. That's insane. Um, so you, I actually, this wasn't even on my list, right? Like I created my list of the ones I was going to go with. But Steve, you inspired me to go with this one. This is something I forgot about. And I feel like I've gotten more criticism for this move than any other move I ever do. And it's the morning of the race shower. Like you, you, you know, you're heading to a race and you take a shower and the, you know, the critics out there will say, well, dude, like you're going to like race, like you're going to get sweaty and like gross. Like, why do you need a shower before you race? But it goes back to what we always talk about. Look good, feel good, feel good, run. Good. Like if you're not feeling your best, like a shower in the morning, first of all, it wakes you up because usually you're waking up at like the crack of dawn for these races. So it wakes you up and it, it's making you like, warming up your muscles it's making you feel good if you're not taking a shower the morning of your race you're you are like literally outside of your mind crazy you need to shower the morning of your race it's ridiculous not to so that is i'm putting on my list because i feel that passionate about it mike i could not disagree with you more yeah so I, see, I'll, I'll, I'll go knew, back to, i'll go back I, to my I, like, 
You're, yeah. you're you shave in the morning before you race, but you don't take a shower. Yeah. No, 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 no. I specifically said I shave four. I I specifically said the night before, and the reason is is I need to get out of bed feeling as good as I can possibly feel, getting as fresh as I can possibly feel, getting out and of bed. And who can feel as good day. as they possibly so, can so without showering? Nobody finish? feels good without finish? showering. Nobody. No. So I need to, because all I can be thinking about the second I get out of bed is racing. So I got I to get myself to a point where I'm as, I'm as good a point as possible to get out of bed and feel fresh. And I will say, if you run, if you race on a cold day, and you take that warm shower, you get out of that shower and you get outside and you get that, you, that the hot water, the steam, it gets kind of your, your blood flowing, your legs feel jelloy. You can't do it. My, my, I feel slow. I feel sluggish after a hot, hot shower on a cold day. You can't do it. I was, I was certainly a critic of this of Mike before, and I continue to be. I agree, Steve. I do not need a shower to feel good in the morning. Oh, natural. I, I don't need this like fake you know, energy pouring over me in the shower. It's for, it's for people that are soft. It's for losers that take showers the morning of the race. There's no shower needed. You take a shower the night before you sleep like your baby, you get up, you, you bust some Taylor Swift as loud as you can, your headphones and it's game day. So I knew that there was critics. I didn't realize that I was this big of a minority. This is going to become a thing on the show because you guys are out of your freaking mind. We talk about it all the time. You need to feel as confident as you possibly can. You need to feel as good. What makes you feel more confident and good than just like get in the shower in the morning? You step out of the shower and it's like you feel clean, you feel fresh, and you feel ready to take on your day. You guys, you wouldn't do anything else in the world without taking a shower. You wouldn't go to work in the morning. You wouldn't go to an interview. You wouldn't go to a presentation at school. You wouldn't. Mike's got the hard kombuchas flowing tonight, This is baby. ridiculous. No, this is ridiculous. You wouldn't do anything else important in your life without showering first. And then you're going to show up to like what we consider like one of the most important things in our, in our, in our world, in our Absolutely. life, in our day, in our year without a shower. You guys are ridiculous. I absolutely go to work. ridiculous. Absolutely go to work without a shower. Well, that's a, that's a you I'm problem. A night before that's a clear you problem. All right, let me take my second picture. Let's move on. I'm going to go with something. I didn't know if it was a superstition. This is a junk science thing, but I think it's moved away from science and just a superstition. I'm a legs up the night before guy. I have to do it before bed, even if there's not oh, yeah, enough, dude. like, like, you know, you try to get in my head, I'm like, all right, I need to get the seven to eight hours of sleep right before the alarm clock for race day. And a lot of times in race day, you got a, a long van ride. So you got to get up pretty early. So even if it's like, I've already cut that short, I'm still setting aside 20 minutes at the end of the night, putting my legs up at the end of my bed, right on the wall there. I don't think it does anything whatsoever, especially night before, maybe in between like events that attract me, maybe, but the night before it does nothing but I need it. I absolutely need it or I can't sleep. I cannot fall asleep if my legs have not been put up for 20 minutes. Trent, we are 90 episodes into this podcast. We have not given due time to putting your legs up. We have not discussed putting your legs up enough. It is the most important thing a runner can do. Period. Period. Yeah. Must. I don't know if it works. I don't think there's, I don't it think definitely there's doesn't. But I, I don't but think I, there's I, valid, I, right? I don't think there's valid science out there that says it works. It 100% doesn't, but I'm a big believer in doing it. I remember yeah, every, you need to do it. I remember talking to my, uh, the trainer in, in college in like track season. So you, you run maybe a, 
an event early on, maybe a relay four by eight, if you're lucky enough, and then you got an event later and asking the trainer, like, would you recommend, you know, doing like a rollout before their legs up or the rollout after, like what order of the stretch, the, where's the rollout, where's the legs up come in? And she was just like, shout out to Gwen. Gwen was just like, you really don't need to put your legs up. And I was like, whoa, 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 you lost me. You lost me. What are you talking about? And that's coming from somebody that you adore. I have, I, if she's listening to this podcast, I love you, Gwen. You were the best. I was, <laughs> I was deeply in love with the trainer at Stono. Um, all right. Think final one. Gwen on the podcast? Oh, yeah. I could get Gwen on the podcast. <laughs> uh, she left us in years, so heartbreaking. Uh, final one. It has to do with my singlet. So a couple, I'm going to kind of put two into one here. I hope that the rules committee lets us allow uh, the AIU, right? What is it? The athlete. Yeah, AIU hopes yeah, it's yeah, integrity okay. unit. The yellow jackets. So the yellow jackets, I got two kind of combined in one. The first thing with the singlet is that all you idiots out there that put your, your bib on while you're wearing your singlet are just complete amateurs. You are just a joke. And it looks stupid. It is stupid. That's not how you do it. The you're wrong. Gets, you're no, wrong. I'm right. You're, you're wrong. He, is, for me. You're he, wrong. Couldn't, he couldn't be more wrong. You're wrong. This, the singlet gets laid out on the ground in front of you, and you put the, nope. the pin in it, the four pins on your number and your bib. Trent, I'm, a, I'm about to start a thread on Let's Run about this because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I can't do it with it on. I'm looking down at myself, right? I'm tripping over my feet. I just, my, my. But then the just, number shapes to your body. It, it, the pin, the pinning of the number is supposed to shape to your body. If it's not on your body when you do it, you can't, you can't do that. The number goes the same place every time, right? My body's not changing. No, no, no. You, get, you get bunching. You get, you know, it, they get, you get bubbling of the number. Like it's, it's not even. You got to be wearing it. You have to. The singlet goes on the ground, and I pin the singlet to the number, um, the bib to the singlet with it on the ground. That is how it is properly done. Part two, part B of this superstition is I also, as little time as possible, wearing my singlet, right? Like, I do not want that thing on until I am, like, about to walk to the line or walking to the line to do strides. Sometimes post-strides if it's a colder day, and then you put it on the line with your little bag of clothes and stuff. Um, and then as soon as the race is done, right, as soon as you get out of that finisher line, even before you get back to your area, right, that thing has to come off. The, the singlet is for racing. You get a couple minutes buffer time at the beginning and the end, but the singlet needs to be taken uh, off as soon as you finish, and it can't be put on more than, more than, you know, it's physically possible before a race so that you have time to put it on. I agree with that. I agree. A little time with the singlet on as possible. Quick, quick side note, and something we've never talked about. That, that like two to three minutes before the gun goes off and everybody's getting their line, they're getting the single on, you're doing your strides out before the road race or whatever. Is that two to three minutes when everybody's kind of doing their perfect strides, going back and forth, staring each other down? Is that the biggest dick measuring contest of all time? Oh, a hundred percent for sure. I mean, you're just, you're just out there, you're scoping the competition. You're just being like, I got that guy. That guy's going to give me a problem. I'm going to do better strides than him. I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm going to go a little bit faster. I'm going to get to back to the line quicker than him. Or you go out there and you wait, if you're doing strides with somebody, you wait a little bit longer and let them run. And you kind of, you kind of be like, no, I'm just taking my time here. You can, you can go do your thing. I know what I'm doing better. Steve, whether you know it or not, everybody who's legitimately competing at a road race everybody is sizing up everybody else there you you take one look at somebody 
you you've never met this person. You have no idea what their training is, their PRs, what they, where they went to school. But everybody is looking at one person. You see them and you decide immediately. Yeah, I'm better than him, or or that dude's gonna smoke me. You make that you make that judgment in a like point two seconds. Boom. And it's unbelievable because you do it to like a hundred people in 10 seconds. You just boom, 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 boom. You could You're better than me. I'm going to smoke you. I'm going to smoke you. I'm going to smoke you. That, You're better than me. You could make the argument that races are won and lost in those two minutes. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like having to be yelled at by the yellow jacket to get on the line. Cause you're one of the last, I'm also a huge fan of the stride out walk back. You know, just just kind of you're slowly while everyone else is doing their their hard run. You're just kind of walking, taking it, and looking like a boss. Yeah, big fan. Anyways, got a little off track there, Mike. I think you got your last pick. Yeah, my last one, and I have so many. I have so many left that um. All right, here's I'm gonna go with, and I don't know if I feel that confident because I have so many I want to say, but listen, if you're not packing your bag the night before the race, right? Cause you got to make sure everything's good to go. When your alarm goes off, you're packing your bag and making sure you, everything's in the right place. The most important thing when you're packing your bag though, is your race socks, because you're not just throwing any pair of socks into your race day bag thinking like, this is what I'm going to wear on my feet. We all have a pair of socks. That's like, and it's not just one, right? Like, I think I have like two or three socks that I feel comfortable racing in. But it's got to, I'm not just going to throw my like random like Puma, you know, thick ass socks on my feet when I race. I have that two or three pair of socks that I feel comfortable racing in. So when you're packing your bag, you got to make sure that those socks are in the bag before race day or it's, it's screwed. You're screwed if you don't have the right socks. I like it. I like it. Good pair of socks. I, you know, going back to those, back to those, uh, the, the two minutes while you're doing strides before the gun goes off. I'll even go as far to, to say that races are won and lost with the sock game, right? If you don't have the right pair of socks then your entire race is done, but I, I could go and, for a while on this. We could have a full conversation on race day <laughs> socks. <laughs> so my last thing I, I had, I had something else that I was going to say, or a couple of things like Mike, I have, I have a few things I could say here. But the conversation about the socks, about the singlet, um, completely changed my mind. And this this is the the most important move on race day. And it, it's kind of not really track. It's not really cross country. It is purely road racing. So you're done your warm ups. The, you know you're you're getting ready to to go do your strides, and you got to go put your singlet on, make all the last adjustments before before you show up to the starting line in your race attire, ready to go. It's that it's that five minutes that you run back to your car and you get everything set and it's just you at your car. You get in your headspace, you get in your everything mental. You you know all your checklist is done and that five minutes at the car is like the best therapy you can ever have. Getting ready for a race, so that's that's probably number one on my on my superstition is just kind of that five minutes at your car just by yourself. Steve, I almost said something very similar to that. It's that it's like the cross country equivalent of that. It's the last porta potty trip before yep. the race goes off, and you have that little like three by six inch mirror in the porta potty where you can like <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror, and you're just you're giving yourself that self talk. It's like, hey, 
this is going to be the biggest race of your life. You know what I mean? Like that last moment in the porta party where you're by yourself. You're not going to find another moment in a cross-country race where you're completely by yourself. You're looking yourself in that tiny little, like, you know, this smogged up mirror with a bunch of fingerprints all over it. And you're just staring at yourself, giving yourself positive self. Looking at your That's, soul. It's, it's the same thing, right? Like that moment at your car and that moment of the porta party. It's the exact same moment. It's just different stages of your life is all it is. Time stops when you're in the porta party before For sure. the race, right? Like <laughs> I don't care if there's a 50-person line out there. You know, there's one porta party that, that's open and you are in it. Like time stops when you're there. That's you time. That is you time to get your head straight. <laughs> uh, love it. Hey, what do we miss? What do we miss? We got it. Um, almost went with the 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 night before pre-race movie i mean that on a big so race that, i feel that like could we, make all a break. Kind, we, we all kind of wanted to throw that in but it's like it's almost too obvious like what's I think, your what's your go-to what's your go-to movie the night before miracle miracle that 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 has been in my rotation trend what about you i wasn't a pre-race movie guy oh they just i don't wrong. find that one obvious i i did not spend that time pre-race movie in there was Rocky, a point in my life maybe, where it was Rudy. But I think Rudy, I think it's yeah. I think I think for most of my running career I, I landed on the fighter. The fighter, yeah, mm-hmm. classic. Shout out Lol, big time. Um I had I feel like we can all relate to this. And maybe I'm just crazy in this. But shout out Patrick Donovan because I'll I'll give you I'll give you this move. But you know that move where you do like that like jumpy thing, like the frog, like you're on the starting line and you like jump up where like your knees come up and you. He was a big jump guy. Yeah, you, you like jump you, up. You were a big, you were a big thigh slapper guy. You were a big oh yeah, big thighs guy. So I, I remember I guess watching Mike. Yeah, Mike slaps that's, the shit out of his thighs it, at the, before the race. I, I, I guess that's all in the same vein, right? Like the <laughs> jump up or like yeah, slap your thighs. Do something at the line that's like. I don't know. Maybe at the time you think it's going to make a difference, but it's just, it's just to make you feel good. I think, I think we missed that one. I think for our next podium, we could get super specific and just do like on the start line. line. What do you do on the start line post strides, right? You could do that. You could do with the the sock thing. Like I already mentioned, you could do, just give me your sock superstitions. Like we can get super intricate. I don't, I actually don't want to go any further on this because like four things just popped up. Yeah. Let's see. So so I actually had two more things that I was going to say on my previous superstitions and I'm going to save because they had everything to do with on the starting line. So I'll save them and we'll move on. Mike, I'm shocked for you. The number crumple didn't come up. Oh, it's been God. a controversial topic How in the past. How did I not see The that? number crumple what is, a, a is a Mike Gendron's signature, oh. which I completely disagree with. By the way, I think it's I think it's 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 a it's a. I feel it, like it looks gross. It, it just looks unprofessional. But the number crumple is a Mike Gendron signature. I feel like an absolute moron for not saying that. I apologize to all the listeners. I apologize to myself. Because I feel like I lost a little bit of self-respect for this. But yes, I'm going to jump everything I said. My number one draft pick needs to be the number crumple. I don't know who it was in my life that told me this. I, I, I honestly don't care who told me this. But at some point, somebody told me, and it makes perfect sense. You have this flat number that just kind of flaps in the wind, and it picks up drag like you wouldn't believe. When you take that number... And you ball it into it. And listen, I don't care. They put that little stupid chip on it and they write on the chip, like, don't, like, not to don't mess bend with it. it. 
that thing has never not worked one time in the <laughs> history of cross country and road races. If you can cite a single time that thing, that thing has not worked because you crumpled your number, then I, maybe I'll change my mind. But it's never as not a race worked. director, I can tell you, I can tell you Steve, regularly, Steve. I've crumpled my number every single time I've ever raced my entire life, and that thing has never failed on me one time. No, you crumple that number, and you you no longer have this like gigantic flag waving in the wind. You have something that holds tight to your body. It's very aerodynamic, and not only you see a guy wearing a crumpled number, and I'm not saying that you see that guy and you're like, oh wow, that's like a great runner, but you see that guy and you're like, oh, there's something there. Right, like he's doing something. You see a guy you with say, a, look a at this brand new over here. You see a brand new like flat number just like flapping in the wind. You're like, this guy's <laughs> this guy's never even looked at a road race, let alone run one before. So yes, crumpling a number. Thank you for bringing it up, Steve. I feel like a freaking moron for not bringing that up. But yes, as, you gotta crumple your number. As someone that worked for a timing company for a while, I'll tell you what, Mike. Like Steve said, your number definitely didn't work a lot. There was just some like minimum page assistant there going through like the manually written bibs down as you went through the lines i had to find where you were and then you know compare it to the times well, maybe, because you maybe screwed that, everything maybe, up by doing maybe that. that makes maybe that makes sense all these slow times i've run for the last few years of my life I can it might have been to do that uh, i can account to the crumple number i can't believe when you started this i was like this is fine i'm okay with the superstition but the fact that this is like based on like reasoning and like some sort of so, like weird, you know, explanation right. that the that it cuts down on the wind that's blowing at you. So Steve, I think that's why I didn't use it as superstition because it's not a superstition. Like this is science. Science. It 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 when you crumple a number, it literally hugs your body. It's like wearing spandex versus like a, a big flappy sweatshirt. Like it's science. It, it, it's tighter to your body. It's more aerodynamic. That's why sprinters wear speed suits and not like, you know, baseball jerseys is because it's tighter to your body, just like if you crumple your number. So I'm like, you should be I change my mind. I change my mind. You should be changed. You should be changed my mind. I change my mind. It's not a superstition. So I'm glad I didn't use it here. It's just science. It's like shoes. It's like, it's like the super shoes. Why wouldn't you use the super shoes? Why wouldn't you crumple your number? All right, back. Let's kick off the Bell app. All right, so tonight. Mike, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Mike, what do you got for people on the Bell app? (laughs) All right, so tonight on the Bell app. Mike, no, Mike, Mike, what do you have for people on the Bell app? Tonight on the Bell app. uh, I just want to give a shout out to our Instagram team, our social media team, our TikTok team, our Facebook team, which is Steve Jenner. Steve. You are crushing the social media. There was a time when I was like kind of dabbling with the social media and I've completely given up, but Steve has completely taken over our social media team. And if you're not checking this out, if you're not watching it, if you're not seeing what's going on, our guy is crushing it. He's unbelievable at social media. Who would have known that this guy just crushes the social media game. So check it out. Steve is killing the social media game. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, the whole, the whole deal. He's killing it. Check it out. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. I'll give my shout-out, though, to all the runners out there that are running, you know, 
post nine to five job right now. We are in, you know, that, that three to four week stretch, or I guess it's now a two month stretch where it's the, the shortest days of the year. You know, I'm, I'm looking outside at five o'clock and it's, it's pitch black out, you know, people, people that are getting home and have that, that just motivation to get out there and put the, the shoes to the pavement and get those runs. in. you know, you're taking away all those dirt trails for most of the day now for most of us that are working. Um, so shout out to all of you. We're, you know, I, I'm not running as much. I'm trying to, but uh, I'm thinking of you guys that are running that are not letting this, this, this weather deter you. Um, so good for you. You guys are, are all champs. Yeah. The, the, the fall's over. We're into like the darkness of the winter season. I will say though, night runs in Boston were my favorite runs of all time in the winter and night. Like you have the city to yourself because you could, you're right. You couldn't be on the dirt anymore. You couldn't be on the trails. Could only do, could only do city running. Those are my favorite. So I may have to sneak into Boston for a few night runs. Um, I mentioned it earlier in the show. We have a massive, massive announcement coming on Friday. So stay tuned. It's going to be big on that boys. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, Hit me with the joke. I know you know my boyfriend is out of town. So have a drink, let's talk it over. So many things I shouldn't be saying now. You know I like my boys a little bit older. I just want to use your love. Tonight, 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 tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight. CC talking back. Yeah. Cease. Cease. Can you turn the volume down just a tad? On your voice. There's a there's a great video to be made out there of all the times we've been like (laughs) (laughs) I literally was just like, Chris, go upstairs. Just call.